0: There's been a shift in the way that people are looking at ESG to drive more towards providing data and how companies are measuring themselves against the data points that they've put out there.
1: This is the RAIN Insights Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. In today's episode, our host, RAIN founder David Lawrence, delves into the concept of environmental, social, and governance for boards and investors. Back in the 90s, so-called activist investors started to demand that businesses account as much for their impacts on society and the environment as they did their profits. Twenty years later, amid a global pandemic, increased awareness of climate risk and a new attention to social justice, corporate responsibility is especially relevant for investors and for boards. Lawrence speaks to Chantal Wessels, who's head of global financial reporting and corporate ESG at NASDAQ about the challenges and promise of purposeful ESG.
2: Chantel, first of all, thank you in advance for spending uh, time with us on a very, very important topic. And obviously, um, we at Rain have been honored and uh, privileged to work with the NASDAQ on a variety of initiatives, including um, webinars, um, which we've had to do, obviously, uh, virtually, uh, covering cybersecurity and uh, also the Uh, what boards of directors uh, need to know about the geopolitical landscape. Um, So I'm taking the topic of ESG, and uh, let me first begin by uh, introducing you to our audience, and maybe you can share with us just a little bit of your background and uh, this relatively new and important position at the NASDAQ that you've assumed.
0: Great. Thank you very much, David, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, So I've been with NASDAQ for around eight and a half years. Um, I started working for them in in the Sydney office, um, then transferred over to Sweden. And uh, more recently, I I support um, the US with financial reporting, as well as ESG reporting. Um, So it's been it's been a couple of roles um, before I've had the ESG role, but I've I've been interested in ESG pretty much throughout throughout my whole life. Um, I grew up in South Africa. I did my studies in South Africa, so environmental concepts and you know social justice were were big issues um, in in South Africa. So I've always been been passionate about it, and you know really looked forward to this position with Nasdaq, where you know I can kind of take the views of you know, looking more from a corporate standpoint around ESG and how ESG impacts society, as well as how we kind of look internally at our various ESG practices.
2: ESG is a relatively new term, but as you just alluded to, in terms of your areas of focus and interest, the underlying questions, issues and objectives are, are actually not new. And maybe you can unpack that for us a little bit in terms of how you sort of view the ESG umbrella and the issues that are important to the NASDAQ.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. It's it's not it's definitely not new. Um, I think in terms of acceleration, we've definitely seen a massive acceleration of ESG-related topics um, over the past two years whether that was driven through kind of the COVID situation or you know, all the other kind of topics around climate, whether that's accelerated people's focus around it. But we have definitely seen um, a lot more focus from investors as well as kind of you know, the employee landscape on ESG-related matters. Um, in terms of NASDAQ, I mean, we've been reporting on, on ESG-related topics for for over 10 years already. Um, but really in the, in the last two years, um, we've significantly accelerated our program, both kind of looking at realigning our strategy based on stakeholders' expectations as well as our own. So we did a lot of in-depth conversations with investors and various stakeholders to really understand what it, what it is that is important to them um, and how they kind of you know see NASDAQ going and improving in terms of our focus areas and the things that are important to us. Um, And that has really helped us drive kind of our increased disclosure around some of those important topics to to investors, um, as well as other stakeholders. Um, We we have definitely built ESG um, into our culture at NASDAQ. So it's not just from a reporting standpoint, but also kind of how we do business, how we engage with our customers on, on the things that are important to us, how we kind of engage with our suppliers, Around you know building specific criteria into contracts per se, making sure that they provide us with the right data, um, as well as kind of you know looking at it from a risk assessment standpoint, making sure that we that we touch on all those um, ESG related risk items um, that's out in the world today, whether it's climate, um, whether it is um, potential challenges with diversity, whether it is around cybersecurity, um, all those kind of topics we've built into our into our business strategies.
2: I love your use of the word stakeholders, and I know uh, there are a lot of stakeholders uh in nasdaq um, obviously the investors, the listed companies uh the partnerships that you've formed and i'll I'll even argue sort of broadly um, the global security issues uh around. Uh, economy, and, and I'll use the word capitalism, not in a pejorative way, but just as the means of uh, individuals and companies' ability to raise capital against their ideas and, and bring those ideas into the marketplace. Uh, but maybe if you can share with the audience just sort of how you view the broad stakeholder community of NASDAQ, uh, because I think that's important to under, actually understanding why these issues uh, are important.
0: I mean, from a NASDAQ perspective, you kind of, you know, we we're kind of looking at our corporate issuers. So the companies that list on the NASDAQ, um, as well as the companies that, that use our products and services. Um, we have our supplier landscape. So, you know, our data centers, um, our various software uses that we have and suppliers all around the world. Um, then we have you know, our employees um, around the world as well because of you know, our global landscape. Um, And then our investors. So it is kind of a wide, wide range. And, you know, we do have various priorities with each of these stakeholders. Each of these stakeholders more from an ESG standpoint is focused on very different things Um, with our customers and our corporate issuers. We obviously want to help them be successful and we want to help them create that, that access to capital through perhaps some of the products and services that we offer um around you know we we do actually have some some esg related products whether it's data or whether it's kind of technology to kind of help them advance their own esg strategies um and and more importantly we just um had the recent board diversity proposal that was approved by the sec um and that will you know we believe that that's really going to help drive um a lot of success with our customers in terms of building up the, the diversity within within their boards. Um, and on the other side, I mean, with our employees, um, you know, it's important that, especially with a new generation and, and the talent that we recruit, we have seen that you know, a lot of employees are more focused on um, what companies are doing, looking at their hiring practices, looking at what they're doing and contributing to society. Um, the benefits that are available, and and it's very much a cancel culture these days. You know, if a company is not offering what it is that they're looking for, they'll just go to another company. So there's a whole bunch of factors that we need to consider across the board. It's not just one focus area. Um, And then with our investors, I mean, our investors are very interested in seeing what we are doing in the ESG landscape. They want to see how we help our customers how we kind of position ourselves as an exchange to to further advance um, and create that that pipeline for our customers to be successful. Um, They are interested in our own kind of methodologies around climate change. You know, what are we doing internally to stay on top of the curve? Our governance structure, you know, what have we got in place to make sure that we have a strong governance structure? So, so many different things that, that we need to consider.
2: A great overview, and I want to, there's been a debate, is ESG a fad, is it uh, an academic exercise, uh, or is it in fact a very, very important field of focus for long-term investment returns? Uh, no less what I'll refer to as a being an important concept for people who are investing their capital Uh, behind various companies and maybe you can talk a little bit about how you view that debate because it is ongoing Uh, but it is also um, I think part and parcel of the continuing debate about the worth of capitalism and the role of corporations within our society and you know some of it at least my personal view is one of the reasons I think the, the term ESG emerged, but more importantly the focus on environmental, which in, you know, inclusive of climate change, but hiring practices, diversity, issues around fraud and corruption, issues about you know, uh, what i refer to broadly human rights in the markets in which companies operate, labor standards, et cetera, is that you know, the political process uh, and prevailing institutions have left huge gaps in addressing what really matters to people and what they care about and uh, particularly um, fail to address a lot of the strains and the stresses in our social fabric, uh, a lot of which also has been revealed during this pandemic period. And so maybe you I'd love to get your views um, on why this really is um, important and why it's uh, not a fad or an academic exercise, but why it is, in fact, core to um, what I'll refer to as sustainable capitalism and sustainable investments uh, into sustainable companies.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there's been Shift in the way that people are kind of looking at ESG. Um, I think previously, you know, you've had a lot of kind of sustainability reports out there that talks a lot about what the company does and you know their philanthropy and how they kind of contributing to society and and all those kind of things. And you know, previously it might not have actually made as big of a difference as it does now because the changes really kind of encourage company to drive more towards providing data and how you know companies are measuring themselves against the data points that they've put out there and that type of information has become more and more valuable for investors because that's really the type of information that they are using to drive some of their decision making we've definitely seen the shift in imbalance between qualitative related information that is provided by companies today compared to the quantitative information. So, you know, previously where you had investment strategies that had more of kind of a cancel approach, like we're not going to invest in businesses that are involved in, you know, various practices that we don't agree with. Nowadays, we've seen a shift towards investors want to know Okay, you've set these. Have you set targets? Firstly, you know, and how are you kind of measuring against those target targets and progressing against those particular targets? Are you actually, you know, making changes within your organization? And then with that change, how is that then impacting, you know, the outside world? How is that impacting potentially your bottom line? You know, is it, you know, it kind of creating that landscape of more investors that have ESG strategies are focused to invest in your company. So all those kind of things are kind of, you know, step by step creating more access to capital. Um, we have seen that a lot of banks, for instance, are starting to add ESG ratings as part of their credit scores. So that might actually you see you might see that that capital might become more expensive if your company isn't kind of building in those strategies into into its normal business practices, so there's a lot of like fundamental things that a company previously was able to do without any real focus on ESG related topics, which is now becoming inherently more more difficult and more expensive. Um, you know, so so we've definitely seen that, and and then just in terms of like the focus around society and, you know, with COVID and things like that, I think where COVID played a big part is that people were reassessing what was important to them. They want to work for companies that, you know, puts the employees first, that has, you know, practices in place to make sure that there's flexibility, you know, that they kind of look at, the bigger picture, there's opportunities, there's career development opportunities. So I do think the whole COVID has really made people think a lot more about their lives and, you know, where they want to end up and the type of companies where where they want to work for. Um, So that is definitely, we've seen that kind of mindset change as well um, in terms of what people are focused on.
2: And You've referenced uh, the data efforts of the NASDAQ around ESG and some of the ways that you uh, share information uh, both with uh, the investor community but also with the listed companies. Maybe you could uh, give us some insights about not only what you're doing but what's on store for 2022.
0: Yeah, I mean data these days is everything, right? There's a lot of decisions being made around around data, it's um, it, it's a very hot topic, along with ESG. So we're trying to combine the two. Um, we're kind of trying to, um, from our customers and asset managers, we provide, we're trying to provide them with opportunities to, to make better decisions in terms of creating visibility around specific ESG factors. Um, we have our investment intelligence business that's got a lot of ESG related kind of parameters that asset managers can use. Um, to make decisions. We have technology platforms um, as well in terms of like helping people pull together their information um, within a single platform so that they can actually report on these particular data points within the various companies. So um, it is a big focus for us. There is a lot of opportunity in the space. Um, You know, you do have a lot of providers out there that provide data. Um, I think what we are trying to do is Taking all that data and putting it in a meaningful package so that people can actually make decisions based on that data or potentially manipulate manipulate the data in such a way that you know it can help them kind of put things into their models, um, etc. So that's kind of been our our ambition.
2: Okay. And I also from our prior conversations, I know. Uh, companies that are listing, uh, or applying for a listing on the NASDAQ, uh, that the NASDAQ is doing um, some important work in educating companies, not just on the data, but on the principles behind ESG. And maybe you could uh, explain a little bit about that effort and also, you know, what you'll be doing in the future.
0: Yeah, so we've actually published a ESG reporting guide um, for many years. Um, that outlines various reporting metrics that companies can look to to include in their sustainability reports or even within their 10k or their annual filing. So we've had that for for quite a while. Um, more recently, we've kind of you know invested in, in technology whereby companies can like we've got a database, for instance, a, a, a product called One Report, whereby companies um, gathers all the data, kind of put it in, in one place and then they can use that data then to, to compile their sustainability report. Um, as well as kind of an ESG advisory service. So our ESG advisory service works with um, either companies pre-IPO or companies that have just gone through a listing to kind of help them redefine their ESG strategies if they are already on that path or help them put a strategy together if they in the beginning of their of their journey. And kind of help them in the right direction in terms of how to reach more investors etc um, and then we also have obviously our IR or insight um, hubs and and data portals that provides a lot of valuable information around um, investors you know what type of investors a company may have if they want to shift focus in terms of maybe they want to focus more on esg investors you know where they could focus etc so we do have a lot of resources available for for companies um that have either just just been listed or are thinking about about a listing. Um, and then on the other side with our asset managers, with our investment intelligence business, that's where we have a lot of data products um, and where where the, the visibility of data is, is so important for um for asset managers in order for them to, to make the right decisions you know and, and things that will help them fit within their various um investment strategies. Um, and then in Europe, where ESG is, obviously, a little bit further advanced, I think, um, than than in the US, just because they've been at it for a much longer longer time period. Um, we've recently acquired a company called Pure Earth that focuses on the carbon removal. So, you know, not just on the data side, but actually once companies are on that journey, You know, to kind of help achieve the net zero commitments that they may have made, et cetera. So, we do have a really nice, robust landscape of products and services that we offer to kind of help companies throughout their whole ESG journey.
2: Chantel, just apropos that, when companies list on the NASDAQ, they're providing a liquidity event for their investors, but they're also listing. Uh, to have the ability to attract capital uh, for their ideas and the introduction of their ideas into the marketplace. And um, with the data that you're providing, um, we note that more and more ESG funds have emerged over the last couple of years, and the building of uh, indices for index investors around companies that adhere to um, ESG principles. And I think it would be interesting uh, as you think about the productization for investors to make it easier for them to invest in, I'll refer to it as ESG-focused companies, ESG-compliant companies, et cetera. What is the NASDAQ doing uh, in terms of supporting that effort and providing uh, the data that helps uh, to guide uh, whether it's mutual funds, hedge funds, or, uh, the building of indices
0: yeah i mean i think with with indices um you know I think what's important is that the indices that are out there are, are really meaningful indices we We have seen you know you have a whole range of of e s g related indices, but the ones that are really doing well are the ones where you know it fits within within a particular Kind of category of focus. So we've seen the climate indices do really well because I think there's been a shift in, in focus in terms of investors looking at, at climate-related priorities. Um, the, the ones where indices partners with rating agencies, for instance, are are doing really well um, just in terms of, you know, creating that additional assurance that, that a company is actually performing against its ESG goals and its best practices and, and all of that. So, you know, th- there are a wide range of indices available. So, I mean, from a Nasdaq perspective, you know, we kind of we really look at what investors are interested to see. What are some of the things that they are looking for when they go into our platform? What are kind of the main topics of of interest um, and whether that is something that, you know, we could potentially pull together and provide even more visibility around some of the focus areas. So, you know, whether it's investors looking for companies that have ESG related strategies, companies that have very specific environmental related strategies you know, companies that are within a particular rating band from from the rating agency. So, you know, taking a lot of that research and looking to see, okay, well, you know, what are some of the things that we could put together to enable even further visibility into, into some of those things? And then kind of looking at the indices landscape, say, okay, you know, if investors are focused on you know, those type of products, what are the type of indices that they may be interested in in tracking against? Um, so kind of doing a lot of research um, and, and having a very kind of customer-focused mindset to kind of the way that we develop our products.
2: Would it be fair to say that one of the primary missions uh, that the NASDAQ has around ESG is to provide transparency, whether it's through uh, disclosure requirements Listing requirements uh, as well as the data that can help inform investors um, who are focused on ESG, companies that in turn are also focused and concerned about ESG principles. And you know, we'll call it the broader stakeholders, which are, you know, um, everything from the regulators to media that follows corporate listings. Uh, as well as the ability to create you know, products that will make it easier for investors to engage with companies that are socially responsible. But the main function of, or the main initiative for NASDAQ is around transparency, disclosure, and education.
0: I couldn't have said it better, 100%. Um, I mean, I think in, in today's world, transparency is extremely important especially considering the fact that you don't have unified frameworks or unified disclosure mechanisms, Um, you know, so it's very, very difficult um, for, I would say, investors and even wider stakeholders to really measure how a company is performing. There's a lot of benchmarking analysis that needs to happen, a lot of peer analysis that needs to happen. There's still a lot of assumptions that go in, into models, um, etc., um, and all of that is only going to get better if you have more transparency, because that will also create a much better landscape for companies, in order for all or for investors to compare companies in terms of how they're performing against each other. You know, what is kind of the normal range of um, is is a company advancing its climate strategy? Is a company advancing its diversity and inclu- inclusion strategy? Um, And that's only achieved through transparency so in terms of what we're trying to do um, at nasdaq is is twofold so one is that we're trying to educate our customers with regards to the importance of transparency you know what transparency could actually mean for their bottom line what transparency could do in terms of creating Um, better access to capital, reaching more investors that are interested in, in a particular strategy that a company might actually have implemented already. Um, And then the second stage would be to help them create that environment, whether it is from the beginning of when they actually come in to NASDAQ as a listed company, all the way through to providing, you know, additional data um, requirements that they may have. Um, all the way through to providing access to potential asset managers so that they can see what companies are doing, et cetera. So I would say that's fundamentally important.
2: Companies, of course, are artificial creations, they're legal creations. Uh, they're run by a you know, management team, they're overseen by a board, but ultimately the stakeholders, to use your word, Chantal, they, they, it's their company. And uh, the terms uh, of maximizing profitability can have different meanings. Uh, We've seen too much focus on short-term profitability. But the notion of sustainable capital and sustainable profitability and sustainable operations is very much embedded within ESG. So if I can also interpret your mission, you're trying to bring the data to the markets and the education and transparency and disclosures that can allow the various stakeholders to make informed judgments about the companies they're investing in the companies they're listing and to sort of reach what i'll refer to as their own paradigms of what it means to be profitable both in the near term and the long term
0: that's perfect the way that you've said it i think i couldn't have said it any better that's that's definitely right but i also think we also provide the ability to be agile in terms of data request and requirement, because it is still a fast moving, changing landscape. So, you know, the way that kind of data requests come in or the way that companies are requesting to provide data or requests from various stakeholders come in, the ability to kind of, for companies to shift um, and provide more data or shift the focus of data and things like that. So we wanna try and position our various Companies or various issuers, in such a way that they have the ability um, to also provide meaningful data sets in in different ways and formats as as various requests come through as well. Um.
2: Chantal, that's a great and to your point about agility. Um, this is an event driven world. Um, the issues of human rights, labor rights links to military applications, the use, misuse of AI. Um, Obviously, we'll call it the employment practices, issues around diversity, issues around where companies are doing business in the world and who their suppliers are increasingly important. And as you said, I think at the beginning, that uh, uh, in this world, data really is everything. And uh, we also like to say that Um, decisions without data are just opinions. Um, So I want to thank you for what's been a very, very educational, insightful conversation around ESG and how the NASDAQ is thinking about it and the efforts you're undertaking and uh, truly look forward to collaborating with you and continuing uh, the conversation. So thanks again for the time.
0: And Thank you very much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure.
1: Chantal Wessels is head of global financial reporting and corporate ESG at NASDAQ. David Lawrence is the founder and chief collaboration officer at RAIN. RAIN is a risk intelligence company that provides access to critical insights, analysis, and support to ensure business continuity and resiliency for our members. We offer custom risk monitoring, including tools to efficiently screen and analyze emerging risks for your business. Visit RAINNetwork.com to find out how we can help your business visit a e I'm Emily Donahue thanks for listening.